Morning, everybody. Today, uh, we are focusing on uh, just one verse of what uh, Jody read, which is the heart, the centre of the message of Easter, the centre of the message of salvation, uh, and probably one of the most terrible things in all of Scripture. In fact, probably one of the most terrible things that's happened ever. And uh, it's the cry where Jesus uh, says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is a shocking cry. The cross is uh, one of the most extraordinary and terrible events in human history because the Son of God is being killed, he's being crucified by sinful, rebellious humanity. And that is shocking. Now, that's not the only time in history that someone's been martyred or someone's been killed. Uh, we know right from the time where the, the first boys born, Cain and Abel, that Cain killed Abel. And again and again, right throughout history, we've seen innocent people killed by guilty people. There's always been violence and death. So, but what marks this out above all others is this is the perfect son of God, the sinless man. He is the one who said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, he is the one who demonstrates perfectly who God is. He has the perfect nature of God and he is being hated and killed by the created human beings who he he made. It's a terrible thing that human beings would mock and insult and ridicule the God of all. They whipped him, they spat on him, and with hands created by God of all, they slapped him, they struck his face. They struck the face of the perfect, sinless God. But that's not actually the most shocking part of this story, you see. This is, the worst part is this, is that God the Father who had always delighted in his son, was the one who handed Jesus over to this shameful death. We know that Jesus had constantly been rejected by human beings. We know that the devil had been against him and opposing him the whole way through, trying to destroy him. We know that he was despised and rejected by by everyone. But here we see something far more shocking as he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We see him abandoned and rejected by the Father himself. They call this the cry of dereliction. Complete loneliness, complete rejection, utter separation and abandonment. In total darkness, uh, whilst we don't understand how, what that looked, it says basically the sun lost its light for, th- for a three-hour period. There was total darkness, but there was a spiritual darkness that was far, far deeper as God himself suffered under the weight of human sin and guilt. We just sung the song that said, uh, the father turns his face away. 
If the father turns his face away, there's darkness. Before this, what had Jesus heard from the father? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This is the one I delight in. Actually, the father had said that on many occasions. And Jesus had said with regard to their relationship, with regard to their closeness, I and the father are one. But now, in the darkness, there's forsakenness. All of Jesus' life, there had been perfect communion. He'd spent his days praying to the Father. He was, he was close to the Father. They were always at one. And then he cries out to the Father and he's not heard. There's no answer. Jesus is forsaken not just by humanity, but by God himself. It's actually the most shocking thought and moment in history. There's nothing worse in human relationships than forsakenness, than loneliness, than abandonment. I think there's probably no greater fear that we have and um, it's something that we suffer under when we see there's nothing worse than a husband forsaking a wife or parents forsaking a children or friends rejecting friends but far worse than that actually the worst thing ever that could happen is a creature rejected by the creator that would be literally hell That is what hell is, the separation of people from God. And what Jesus was experiencing at this moment was that very thing. Remember when David had sinned in his fear, he cried out, cast me not away from your presence, O God. In other words, I know I've sinned, but there's one thing I really, really, really don't want above all things is for you to be taken from me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. There's no greater disaster than being forsaken from God. And in the darkness, Jesus, in his suffering, he cries out that very thing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I tell you this, we've never experienced it and no non-Christian in this world has ever experienced it. But if God were to hide his face, even for a moment, It would be unbearable. How much worse that the beloved son who had perfect communion with the father would be separated. Now, I want you to understand what's happening here. This is not Jesus just feeling like he's separated. It's not just that. Because, you see, there had to be a real separation to deal with real sin, to deal with with the the real consequences of sin, because God is holy. Isaiah had said this about Israel, your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so he will not hear you. That's where Jesus was. Habakkuk 1 says of God, your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Jesus was not just feeling abandoned. He was abandoned. He was cursed by God, we're told. 
Now understand this, if he didn't bear the full judgment for sin and the full curse of God, then that judgment would still be coming for us. The depths of the separation are where Jesus took hell for us. If he didn't take it fully, if he didn't take full abandonment and full forsakenness, then we will always be worried because there is judgment still to come. Paul tells us in Galatians 3, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law was that we hadn't obeyed the law. So therefore we were under the curse or the judgment of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is anyone who is hung on a tree. He's quoting a law in Deuteronomy that says, to be exposed in death and hung on a tree is the ultimate of being, a sign of being cursed by God. And here is Jesus cursed by God. Not just feeling separate, but cursed by God. What it is, is as Paul tells us in Corinthians, says God made him who had no sin to be, to be sin for us. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Now, the shocking part of that is actually the God made. That Jesus would suffer under the curse of God, that he would be forsaken. It's what Jack read us in the reading from Isaiah. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one who people hide their faces from, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So he was, he was despised by humanity. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. And then later on in verse 10 it says, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his, eye, though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin. You see, this was the climax of suffering. Through history, people have died painful deaths and no doubt that crucifixion was as as much suffering as as any other uh, cruel death, along with the mockings and the tauntings and when Jesus didn't retaliate. But you see, it's the wrath of God for the sin of mankind that Jesus was experiencing the pure anger of God, the righteous anger of God for sin, this is the depth of suffering as Jesus did that in our place. And so his cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is one of the most awful words in human history. It came so that Jesus, having borne our forsakenness and our sin and our guilt, could then bring into being a promise that God had made thousands of years before to Israel. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's what God had promised Israel. How could he promise that when he could not look upon sin and not be with sinful people? Because Israel, from the start, were rebellious. They were sinful. God could make this promise because of the substitution of Jesus. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
Jesus would take our place. He would take our guilt. He would take our shame. He would take the darkness. He would take the suffering. He takes the punishment, the anguish. Jesus would bear the burning wrath of God. He would be forsaken and abandoned that we might receive his righteousness. Here is one completely forsaken by God, but bringing about God's plan to save his rebellious people. Jesus took our place in that awful forsakenness. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, God is perfectly holy. He will never let any sin go unpunished. All sin will be dealt with. And here is the only hope for the people of this world. He has borne our sin. He has taken our sin once and for all. He was forsaken that we might have the promise, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. And we can know that there is no judgment to come because judgment has been done. It has been done to the last moment. For all who put their faith in this Jesus, this suffering Son of God, We are set free from the power of sin, from the sentence of sin, from the condemnation of sin, because he has borne it all. The wages of sin is death, that's separation from God, but the gift of God is eternal life, a reconciliation with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. What does this mean for us? Well, hopefully it means everything for us, really, doesn't it? It, 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 is, it is everything to us. God is holy and pure. And if we think about the holiness of God for long enough, it will crush us. Because we'll be at a place where, you know, Job, he says this, when he was faced with God's holiness, he said, Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. And when Peter was faced with Jesus, um, when Jesus taught in his boat, he, he fell, fell down and he said, he fell at Jesus and he said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. You are too holy. I've, I've got to run. We know that the holiness of God brings us low, but it also, the same God says, If you see how low Jesus was brought, then you will know the completion of of the sufferings. God's intention is that we might actually approach him. In the same way that Jesus lived a perfect relationship with the Father, God's intention is for us to live in the perfection of that relationship. That's what we were made for. We were made to approach the Father. We were made to approach the perfect God Again and again, we're made to walk with him in the cool of the evening. The plan of God 
was for us to be in perfect, reconciled relationship with him. And what Jesus has done, he has done that once and for all fully. Do you believe it? Really? Good. Hebrews 10 says this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, that's the presence of God, by the blood of Jesus, we have confidence to enter the presence of God. How about that? The holy God. By a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. That's talking of the curtain in the temple being torn in two when Jesus died and complete confidence. He's saying when that curtain was torn in two, right, and and people went running because you're exposed to God, what you were supposed to do was boldly approach him confidently. There's no separation because judgment has been done once and for all. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, that's Jesus, who mediates between us and God, and he is the one who has died for us, so there, there is a perfect mediation between us. There is never anything between us and God. He says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance of faith. Sorry, the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And then he goes on actually immediately in saying we've been reconciled to God. This is not my main point for the day, but he says, therefore, there'll be reconciliation one for another. He says, let us hold unswervingly to this hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let's not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. The reconciliation that he brings, the holiness that he brings causes reconciliation one for another. This message of Jesus, complete separation from God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is the most terrible and horrible, but it is the most wonderful and encouraged message in Scripture because it is the only way that we can be reconciled to God and it's the only way that we can know it and we can live in the peace of it. It drives us to fellowship with the Father, to boldly approach him. It humbles us to the dust and it lifts us to glory. I'm going to pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for giving your son, the Lord Jesus. Thank you that he has taken the pain, the suffering, the grief, the punishment for our sins. Thank you that you have done what we never deserved. Thank you that your love for us is far and beyond anything we can imagine. And I pray that you would give us great confidence to approach you moment by moment, day by day, that we might live in the sweet and perfect communion it is to know you as Father and to know there is no dividing wall, there is no curtain, there is no sin between us anymore, that we can stand before you, not under condemnation, but called your children. Father, I pray that your spirit would bring us this message that we might live in all of the fullness it is to know we are your children.
delighted in and loved, just as you delighted and loved your son Jesus. And I pray this in his name. Amen.